Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. And I'll tell you why a lot of you guys have taken a lot of responsibility in here. You may be, maybe you're not a biological dad, but it's okay. You're a dad in the house and you're helping me help guys get to their destiny. Amen. Hallelujah. How many excited about that? Are you? Well, make sure you go home and spoil these guys. I don't know what they're going to do. Praise God. There's no sports on TV. Maybe golf. That's about it. Amen. But we're going to have a great day. And we've been in our series about uh, the kingdom of heaven. And today I want to talk to you about your heavenly father and what he has for you. Amen. It's going to be really, really, uh, I think it's a really, really good word. I think it's really going to take, your, take you to another level of understanding um, what, what God has for us in this kingdom. You know, we're still staying on kingdom principles, the kingdom of heaven, how it works, how it operates. But how I many you know in this kingdom we have a heavenly father and how he works with us and who he is and his character is most important, amen, for me and you to understand, amen? Praise the Lord. Well, how many excited about giving, amen? Are you excited about giving? You know, don't you like it when I talk about giving? You know, sometimes people are like, you know, we went somewhere, you know, we go places or we do stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, I was thinking about how important it is people to understand about giving. Because if I don't know what I'm doing when I'm doing it, what's going on? You know, it's like, I don't want to be quick about it sometimes because I want you to understand why, you know, because you're going to do it anyway. Like, here's what I love about here. Nobody's going to like give more after the offering. You're prepared to give right now. You know what I'm saying? Which is smart. You come and bring your gift to God. You know, Brother Norville told me that. He said, every time you come to church, bring a gift for God. Yeah. So I was like, okay. But like right now, so when I'm teaching this, this is not about getting something. This is about teaching something. Because you're, you're prepared to give right now. If I just said, okay, everybody give, everybody would just do what they're going to do, and we'd go on and go on to the next part. But I want you to understand about giving, because you're in giving Faith for your giving brings faster increase in your life. Amen? So that's why I teach about it. I don't just go quick. This is not a time to be quick. Because how many of you know, and you're seeing even now out there, we got to live beyond natural means, you know. We need supernatural provision for some things, don't we? Right. Amen? So look at Psalm. I want to, I wanna, Psalms 112, verse 1. King James is phenomenal. I want to read something to you, and I really want to challenge you. Because if the reward of obedience is increase, why in the heaven would we think God doesn't want us to have wealth? You know what I'm saying? So I really just need you to think. Just read the scripture. The Bible interprets the Bible. You don't have to be fancy. There's no big, you know, oh, figure it out. It's black and white. It's really simple to see. Read it. Figure out whether you're down with it. And then go from there. Because really, it's the Bible. So, you know what I mean? It was really a great, great, it was a great idea I had, like, sitting here. I was like, I read it, and I said, well, if God doesn't want you rich, why does he say it's the reward of the obedient? See, religion hates this. Doesn't want me to say this. Well, you shouldn't say it. No, read the Bible. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. Okay, we fear God because we honor God. Fear not like, oh, reverence. Why do you think you're in church on a Sunday morning? Because you reverence God. You're not afraid of God, but you honor God and you come to the house of the Lord, which I think you should do all the rest of your life. I, I love online and I like the, I love it that we do, but you need to be in church. Because yes. church just washes you, man. 
You can't get this at home. You're not going to, oh, I go to a home study. Yeah, okay, great. Your home study is not going to do what God's going to do for you in church. Amen. This ain't going to happen. Because the bottom line is this, the atmosphere in here is different. Yes. You know what I mean? You ain't worshiping God like this, and you're not going to be in an atmosphere. You create the atmosphere at home, God creates the atmosphere in his house. Because your house ain't his house. You know what I'm saying? It sounds cute. Everybody got all this fancy stuff, but you know, it ain't. Now, this is God's house. You know what I'm saying? It could be a warehouse, but we got God, God in it. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's different. My house has got different atmosphere. God's house is where he'll meet you between the porch and the altar. That's what he told you in the word. See, you know, everybody got an idea about God, but you got to know God. You know what I'm saying? So look, read this. Because when you read it, you can't argue with it. And I'm not here to argue with you because that's goofy. Just read it. You like it, you like it, move on from it or whatever, figure it out. The Lord, you fear, reverence, he delighted greatly in his commandments. Now watch this. It says, praise the Lord, blessed is the who? Man or woman. That what? That fear the Lord, right, reverence, and greatly delighteth in his commandments. Now his commandments are his what? His word. Right only by the commandments no more. We live by what? The word of God. The whole word of God is what we live by. So now he's saying, he that what? Has reverence for me and what? Basically does what? Obeys my word. Lives in my word. Follows my commandments. Right? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Look at the next verse. Watch when you get to two and three. This is awesome. Right? Look at two. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. That's your kids. That's your family. That's your stuff. That's everything you touch. The generation of the upright shall be what? Blessed, empowered to prosper. Look at verse 3. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness shall endure forever. Wealth and riches are going to be where? Come on, this is done. We're done. We're moving on. Wealth and riches are going to be where? In your house if you do what? Verse 1. Obey his commandments and have what? Reverence. What's reverence? Just have what? It's respect. You respect God. You bring your gift. And what do you do? What should you expect? Wealth and riches. So stop, pause, get this. You ready? Stop, pause, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back. No, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's really good, right? Come on. No. Wealth, look, don't argue with it. Just receive it. Wealth and riches will be in the house of who? The one that obeys God's commandments. So let me ask you a question. If obedience to God and his, re- and his word is rewarded by God prospering you, I guess God's in the money. There you go. Here you go. Till, till, fall out. I'll pick you up. Yep. He said, if you're obeying me, wealth and riches will be in your house. Amen. And what you know, if you say, well, you got money, maybe you're more obedient than you think. <laughs> you got to be a follower of the word. You see what I'm saying? If God's reward system to obedience is wealth and riches then I guess God's okay with you prospering. He could have said, hey, Billy, if you're a really good doer of the word, what I'm going to do is give you more revelation. Hey, Miss Linda, if you're a really good, obedient person, I'm going to give you more love. Okay? Find the scripture. Argue me. Hey, Nicole, if you're really, really good at following the Holy Spirit, wealth and riches will be in your house. Come on. Amen. That's what the Bible said. And then you come in and say, well, you should. Yeah, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So here you go. So now, wait a minute now. Maybe I got to get a little bit more in one. He said, wealth and riches will be in your house if you're honoring and obeying the commandments of God. Ask Abraham how it worked out. 
Ask Moses how it works. See what I'm saying? So don't go getting this money thing and go tilt when he shows up. Just know this. It's the reward of the obedient. Woo! Come on, somebody. Amen. Here come the ushers. Four powerful ways for you to give. That's got me. You know, I said, hey, man, if that's what heaven wants to do, let heaven do. How many know I'm not God? Wasn't my idea. Wasn't my idea for you, me. Did you see what I'm saying? But it was God's idea. Hold your seat in your hand. Text the givers up there. Everything's on the screen. Hold your seat. You got to release faith. You got to release faith. You cannot not release faith. Does that make sense? You got to release your faith. If you don't, you know what I'm saying by faith? You got to release your faith with your seed. I don't care if it's $5, three cents. You release faith. Faith changes your life. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, thank you, Father, for the ability to be a giver. Wealth and riches are going to be in my house because I'm obedient to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. The ushers are going to serve you. Let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Passion Translation. I've been reading out of Passion. It reads easier. I want to talk to you today about how your heavenly Father is in position. See, we're in the kingdom. We've been talking about the kingdom of heaven. We live in the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is within. Kingdom of heaven is how God does it. It's God's rule, God's reign, God's way of doing something. It's God's system. And I mean, you know, in this system of God's covenant, Guess what? He is the king, and he is your heavenly father. And he wants you to know that he's here for you. Amen? Amen. So today we're going to be looking. How many know we got a heavenly father that's greater than our earthly father? He's greater than what we've ever experienced. And we got to understand who he is, what he does, and how he wants us to respond to him. Amen? So praise the Lord. So I was thinking about this because, I mean, you know, it says, seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added unto you, right? So we're kingdom-minded people. That's what we've been talking about. We've been thinking like, hey, if I seek God first or if I seek my heavenly father first, I don't have to be thinking about all this stuff. But I started thinking about something, and it got me. How many of you know sometimes I think if we're not careful, we can lose sight of how good it is to be in the family of God and lose sight about how awesome our heavenly father really is? You know what I'm saying? Like he's good. Even when I'm not good, he stays good. Even when I'm a little bit off the rail, he's still a good God. Come on, somebody. He changes not. Amen. Thank God he doesn't bless us because of our performance. He blesses us because of our position. We've been sons and daughters forever because of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for God because he's a good God. Amen. Can he good? Can he do it? Won't he do it? Come on, look at your neighbor. Touch your neighbor and say, you better get a shout in here today. I, your neighbor, I'm, I'm not your neighbor. Turn around to the person next to you. Look, touch your neighbor. Say, you better get a shout today. You better shout him down. You got him? He's got you. Come on, glory to God. Give an air shout to the imaginary person in the row next to you. Come on. Serve a good God. Come on. Yeah. Hey, Ma, I like that. Praise the Lord. That's a good God. Amen. He's a good God. Amen. Got a good heavenly father, man. Come on. That's right. You know what I'm saying? You better get a little bit more excited. Nine o'clock. Oh, my God. They were like miserable, quiet. I was like, I felt like slapping them. Like, get up. Smile. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know what I mean? We got to have a good God. We got, now, you know what I'm saying there? Oh, man, sometimes we got to remember this. But here we go. Look at this. Look at these scriptures. This is what I got for you today. Pop that up there. Let them see that. This is why I tell you, don't be worried about your life. Stay right there. We got all this crazy worry, man. Don't say you don't worry, you're lying. You worry. Gas is like 19 bucks a gallon, bro. 
I watched the dude the other day yelling at the pump. I'm serious, bro. This joker was going at it. He had the president. He had he had Congress. I don't know who he, he about cussing at the thing. I laughed so hard. I was like, bro, this joker's losing it right there, right? He got out the car. He looked at the thing. He was like, blippity, blippity, bleep, bleep, blippity, blip. You know, he was blipping and bleeping. And he, yeah, he got this. What kind of bar this? This ain't right. He got the thing with the pump on the thing. I said, oh, my God. He was, there was one of them. Like, you did this? No, the devil did that. It wasn't the, it was not the president. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. It's problems. It's life. You know what I mean? That's funny. She had one of those. And he's yelling about that. And he, he mad, man. That's the joker. I was like, praising God. You know, I'm like, goofy. But I get it. Worry shows up, man. It shows up in everything. People aren't used to it. You know, we were with the kids, and the kids have no concept of money. You know what I mean? The kids have no concept of money, right? And we were in the public the other day, and Gigi looked up at something. She goes, oh, my God. I said, what? She goes, that's $7. I said, yeah, welcome to my world. You kids have no idea. I was just like, put it in the car. But she, she, they're seeing it. Everybody's seeing, you know, you went in and used to get a bag of groceries, you know, two bags of groceries. Now you got like a little sack, you know, like you got a little sack of groceries. Like, praise be to God. Like, what is going on? Well, guess what? The world goes through what the world goes through. How many of you know the church is walking through it? And you got to be careful. You don't let the worry and the care of the world come into your life and change the way you see how you live. Amen. You got to be careful. You got a heavenly father that's concerned about you. He loves you. He cares about you. Come on, somebody. He cares about you. He's thinking about you. He knows what you have need of. He's going to make sure you're okay. He's going to make sure you're blessed. And no matter what's going on in life, guess what? He's for you. And if God be for you, ain't nobody in the world could be against you. Come on, man. Amen, amen, and amen. amen. Listen, why? Look what the Bible says. Pop that up there. This is why I tell you don't be worried about your life. For everything you need will be provided. Food, water, and clothes. Come on, man. My father cares. Come on. My father cares about what you're going through. Listen, everything your body needs, right, he's got you. Got it. He got it. But how many times do we think, oh, my God. Look, don't say you don't worry. We worry about everything, right? I just, I, I don't even want to tell you what the news, I popped the news on a little bit, inflation's up, this is up, the thing went down, the Dow's down, this is up, everybody's like, oh my God in heaven, right? Somebody called me the other day, they were like, look, man, I lost a lot of money, it was more, it was like a lot of zeros, and I said, hey, look, it's not great, but God will work it out. You can't let worry grab you because it's everywhere. You got to understand that worry is an enemy to your life. But look what he said. He said, how many take worry? He said, you can't take worry about this stuff. He says, look at the birds in the air. Do you think that they're worried about their existence? They don't plant. They don't reap. They don't store up no food. Aren't you much more valuable to your father than some silly bird? Come on. Right? And I started thinking about it the other day. I said, God knows where the worms are at. Come on, man. He got the worms. Chill out. The other day, I drove by Dunkin' Donuts, you know, and, and thank you for the co- coffee. Right? I, was, I turned the corner the other day. That joker, there was a squirrel eating a donut. You ever see that? Have you ever seen that? They thought I was kidding at 9 o'clock. They think I'm lying. I don't lie about nothing. I'm not kidding. That joker was up on the fence. 
This squirrel, this squirrel's famous. Now, I made this squirrel famous. I wish I could find him. We'd, we'd name him relevant or something. I turned the corner, pops, I turned the corner, and here is this squirrel on the fence, right over here at Dunkin' Donuts. He's like, I, I plug Dunkin' Donuts. You should send me free coffee, by the way. Right? And here's this joker up on the eating it. I said, that squirrel's, I thought I was losing it, man. Mike, I thought I lost it for a minute. I said, is that squirrel eating a donut? That joker was eating a donut and happy about it. His tail was going. He like getting it on it. He got a, I don't know what he had, but he was having a blast. I said, and I thought in his scripture, I said, that stupid squirrel could care less. Some dude got up at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Some guy got up at 5 o'clock in the morning to make the donuts. The squirrel didn't get up. He didn't care. He don't know where. He's going to find it. God's feeding the squirrels. He's feeding the birds. He's feeding the fish. Don't you think God's going to take care of you? Come on, relevant. Get with it. He got you. God's got you even when. You know, a dumb squirrel, don't calm down. The lady from next door came over and saved the squirrel last time. I was like, oh, my God. But listen, it's a silly, I'm not trying, all the animal activists, calm down. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's a silly squirrel. He got donuts provided for squirrels. You don't think he's going to get manning to come out the sky for you? You know? I got this one buddy of mine. He goes to this church, and I like the guy, but I was laughing with him the other day. He said, you know, they're planting crops. And I'm planting crops for what, dude? We're like, What? Armageddon's coming or something. I said, bro, I got enough faith to believe God, manna will come out the sky. I ain't planting jack. I'm not going digging up no ground in the backyard and getting all that. All you fa fancy farmers, feel free to farm. God bless you. I'll come eat your harvest. God bless you. Keep doing it. But I don't know nothing about it, and I don't need to go beyond my skill set. How many of you know? Not my thing, okay? Listen, I laughed about it. It's cute. God's got you. But here's what I started looking at. What starts happening with this is this. Is we don't, if we're not careful, we start taking worries we don't need to take. And this is what I want you to see. Look at Psalm 94, 19. Look at Psalm 94, 19 in the Amplified. You guys got it. And I want you to see this. It comes in your thinking. You got to be careful. It'll creep in. It's slippery. You know, sometimes you could be in the line at Dairy Queen going to have a great time. And all of a sudden, them little stinking thinkings come in and try to get in your head. You know what I'm saying? You could be going to do, you could be in a line at Disney and having a great day and all of a sudden getting ready and now calm down with the Disney thing, right? But you could be going to have a good time and next thing you know, right there, boop, little thought comes in your head you don't want to have no more. Look what it says. And the multitude of anxious thoughts within me, guess what? Your comforts cheer and delight my soul. Look at that scripture. Look what he says. He said, look, he said, look, and the multitude of what? Anxious thoughts, they come in. Where'd they come from? I don't know. I don't like them. I'm trying to get rid of them. But they get in there. They get in your noggin. They probably came from hell and the devil. But I don't know if he sends them airmail. I don't know how they get there. They just get there. They come invisible. They're imaginary. But boy, I don't like them. How about you, right? Get this thought. Oh, my God. You ever have a really crazy thought? Don't, yeah, don't say amen, right? You ever had a nutty thought? But you ever had a nutty thought that was untrue, meditated on all day long? You ever do that? And then find out by the end of the day it was totally wrong and feel like a total real weirdo, but you found out you worried all day for nothing. Let me do that again on the other side of the room. Have you ever had an idea come in your head? Totally wrong idea. Totally whacked out thought, and you've been meditating on it all day. It created feelings. It created anxiety. It created worry. It created fear. And then to find out after your 24 hour of chaos, it wasn't even true to begin with. And get so stinking mad that why do I waste 24 hours on this nonsense when I could have just got, why do I even think this crazy stuff anyway? You know what I'm saying? You think like your next door neighbor's an alien? You know, or something like, he's an alien. I'm telling you, Liz, I know this guy's an alien. I've never seen him in the daytime. He might be a vampire. 
Stop. You know what I'm saying. Cut it out. It's crazy. But it's your idea. And now you're meditating all day, and it had feelings. See, thoughts are connected to feelings. If you're not careful, now I'm anxious. And now you're anxious, and now you're shot out, and now you're stressed out, and now you're all over the place. And God all the while is like, hey, uh, I'm your heavenly father. This is the life I want you to have. I told you don't be anxious. Don't get worried about nothing. I got you. And even when you don't think I got you, I got you because it's my character. And maybe you didn't have a great earthly father, and now I can't, I can't undo what's been done, but I can tell you this, your heavenly father is nothing like an earthly father. Right. Earthly fathers are great and they're awesome, but your heavenly father, he really, really is who he says he is. Yes. He ain't going to let you down. It might not look like it's working out, but he's not going to let you down. Yes. That's the most important thing. Sometimes you got to be able to walk by faith and not by sight. You know what I'm saying? So look right here. Check this scripture out. I love this scripture. I was reading these days. Here's one thing that's really, really big. You're going to have to leave the timing in God's hands. Yes. Write that down, man. It's so, it got to be, you know, we're getting the but when and the why and the how. Okay, you're going to take care of me, but when are you going to take care of me? You're going to do it, but when are you going to do it? I know you got me, but when's it going to change? When's it going to feel different? When, when, right? We always get in the when of God, like when God, why God, what God, how God, when, when, why, woo, wow, he, ma, he, ma, Come on. Right? Look what this says in the word. Don't, don't, I do it. Right? Look what it says right here. First Peter 5 and 6. Man, this thing's going to get you in the passion. Look what it says here. First Peter 5 and 6 in the passion. When you see it, it's going to change your life. Because he says, he said, hey, man, he said, timing's not in your hands. Timing's in mine. Yeah. You can't understand the timing. Don't push the timing because God's got time in his hands. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you as you leave the timing in his hands. Amen. You got to leave it in God's hands, man. How many of you put things in God's hands and take it out? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hang, hang, hang on to that. And then you're like, hey, yeah, and you walk away and you come back like, hey, let me get that in a minute. Hey. How many times do we do that? We leave it in God's hands. We cast our care and then we go, well, hey, God, you know, I know you're God and all that, and you know you, you know you you built the universe and you told light to be, and you hung the stars in the sky and you put the ocean in the palm of your hand. But let me handle this one. Why don't you sit this one out, God? I got it. <laughs> Come on, I know you're thinking. I smell the wood burning. Come on, right? You know what I'm saying? Like how many of you could tell God, like, hey, sit this one out. I got it because it, it would happen a lot faster if I was in charge. Come on, that's not that's not that's not you know, blasphemy, that's just reality, you know what I'm saying, like, hey, God, just let's, no, leave the timing in his hands, because he knows when it's perfect timing, because you got to realize something, and I was talking to somebody about this, I said, sometimes you think it's right now, but it's not right now, you have to walk through character development, and faith development, and, and, and not just always get instant, you got to have a place like, you know, I was telling somebody, uh, me, me and Lauren were talking about it, and me and the team kind of talked about it a little bit, and then I talked about it a little bit more, but I said this, I said, how many of you, when the pressure's really on, speak the word of God? Don't raise your hand, nobody does, okay? No, it doesn't, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work. I would talk to the staff about it, you know, when the pressure's really on. I said, no, you, you go, that's when you go and watch Netflix, uh, eat Doritos, and just chill out in a, in a cool, dark room and don't want to be bothered. Amen. And they go, yeah, you're right. How do you know that? I said, yeah, because we all do it. Because in the middle of the pressure, nobody really has the strength to face it. Right. 
that's okay. God knows that. So what he does is when that happens, he kicks in. And then he goes like this. He goes, okay. Then he, because a father does that. See, you did that with the kids when they rode the bike. I remember, I remember them all. Even Lowe was right. I, I, I got them going. I got them going. I said, well, you can't stay with them all the time. You got to take the training wheels off sooner or later. I think G was the last one to do it. You know, I was like, go. And you run alongside them. like, go, pedal, pedal, steer. And she all like, just keep going. And then you keep going. Then you're like running. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. But if you fall, I got you. I'm going to grab that bar before you hit the dirt. I got you. There ain't no training wheels on this joker no more. You got to ride solo. I got you. That's what God does. I can't pedal for you, kid. Pedal. And God's alongside you going, I got you. Just go. Keep going. I got you. You can't see me, but I got you. You can't hear me, but I got you. I got you. I'm right alongside. Well, I don't see you, God. Well, guess what? I got you. I'm better than an earthly father. I got you. See what I'm saying? But in the midst of it, I don't, I don't know. And what happens is this, you go through those pressures of life, and then all of a sudden, suddenly he goes, okay, you all right? You good? Because when you fall, he's like, you good? You all right? Netflix is over now. Let's get back to work. And then you keep developing, and you keep developing, and you get a little stronger, and now you're confessing. And, you, and then he goes, okay, next, next challenge is coming. Next test is coming. Do we prepare? He's, like, he's got you, though. He's like, hey, you slip, I got you. Until we get better at it. See what I'm saying? Because a good guy. Because how can you learn to do anything if he did everything for you? He don't want to do it for you. He wants to see you do it. So he says, "Okay, you good? Let's go. Let's get back up. Let's run. Come on, let's go." And he's like, "I got you, no matter what." And then you look. Well, my performance hasn't been too hot. God's like, "I don't really care. I'm still God. I don't change who I am because of what you do. I'll work with you. I'll fix you. I'll help you. But I'm not changing who I am because of how you respond." I'm still God. Can you imagine if God just quit? Ah, y'all stink. I quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine God's in heaven like, you guys are a bunch of bozos. Y'all ain't, you don't care. I'm out. Forget it. Wrap it up. Let's go home. You know what I mean? Moses tried to get away with it that one time. Remember, he was like, just kill everybody. Forget it. <laughs> I'm so done. Just kill them all. Like, you can't do that, bro. Somebody got to talk sense into you sometimes. Amen. You ever been there? Some of you just like, you know, when you're done, I'm done. I ain't going to church no more. I hate Pastor Chris, too. <laughs> I know how you do at the house. Just don't, I know how you do at the house. I don't like him. I don't like Pastor Liz. I don't like the music. I don't like nothing. I don't like the greeters. The greeters are mean. I don't like the seats. Seats are uncovered. I hate it. I'm not going back. Relevant, 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 relevant. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Y'all did it at home. Just don't, just don't raise your hand now because I'll know what you, right? You're like, I don't want to go there. I'm done. Bye. And God's like, you done being a baby? <laughs> you all right now? Come on. Come on, little buttercup. Come on, come on, come on. Get up and let's go. Why? Because sometimes the timing isn't in our hands. The timing's in whose hand? God's hand. Look what he said right here. I love this part too. Because when it hits you, it's going to really get you. Look what he said here. And oh, praise the Lord. Look at Psalm 16.5. Look at this. Look at this. Psalm 16.5. This is a good one. It's going to help you leave the timing in God's hands. Then we're going to go back to 1 Peter 5 and 7 because I want them to see that. He says, Lord, what? I have chosen you alone. Look when they find this thing. This thing's going to change you, right? Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my what? My prize. My pleasure, my portion. I'm leaving my destiny and its timing in your hands. See what I'm doing? See what I'm saying? See what I'm doing? What am I doing? Lord, I'm choosing you to be my number one. 
See, seek first the kingdom. Remember we said that? The kingdom way of doing things. That's how God said to do it. Seek first the kingdom. And what? He said, look, I chose you alone as my inheritance. I've chosen you alone as my prize, my pleasure, my portion. And I'm going to do what? I'm going to leave my destiny and the timing in your hands. Just leave it in God's hands, man. Let God figure it out. Is that okay? Okay. Now, here's the problem when we do this. It's not a problem, but here's the obstacle, let's say. Right? Once you start living this kind of life, you got to make sure you could, what, carry it to the finish line? Look what it says in 1 Peter 5 and 7. Because remember we looked at this? It says, leave the timing in God's hands. But the only problem is this. 1 Peter 5, 7 said this. He said, if you're not careful, you better pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. Look at that. Leave all your what? Worries and stress upon him and leave them there for he always tenderly cares for you. You got to leave your worry and stress behind. You got to leave your worries with God and leave them in his hands because you can't do nothing about them. He can. He can. So how many of you are dealing with that sometimes, right? Worry shows up. Fear shows up. This stuff shows up. We deal with it. We don't even realize we're dealing with it, but a lot of times we're dealing with it. You know, where am I going to get the money? How am I going to make payroll? Come on, business guys. Where are you at? Where's this work going to come from? How's this going to happen? Oh, my God. I went to go. We were talking about stuff the other day for the thing in about three months out. To get supplies? I was like, how in the heaven do people work like this? Three months, man. Junior, would you say six months? Ten months. He got jobs ten months out. Can't even get the stuff. You don't think I was thinking about it? They said, oh, Rox was with us. If you get this stuff, it's now. But if you want that other stuff, four months. I'm like, I guess we're going with the other stuff because you can't even get the other stuff in four months. I'm thinking, how are people working like this? You can't. No, don't worry about it. I didn't say stick your head in the sand and, and be a goofy Christian. I said, don't worry about it. What good's worrying going to do? You can't do nothing about it. You see what I'm saying? It's a different world we're living in. I'm not kidding, right? Gas is six bucks a gallon, bro. I got guys in here that need machinery for work. You know what their payroll just went up? The guy lo- loaded up the loader the other day or whatever it was. I was somewhere. I said, he said, dude, it's costing me. It's costing me gas like never before. Guess what? Everything goes up. Now you, your, your, your job just became a couple. Of, look, man, we get it. It's all around. You got to be crazy not to think it's all around here. But here's what it is. Don't get worried about it. God will work it out. How's he going to do it? I don't know. Leave the time in his hands. It's all going to work out. They might just call you up tomorrow and say, hey, all of a sudden it showed up. Well, praise be to God. It'll work out. What am I going to do? What good's worrying going to do? I can't change nothing worrying. Look what he said right here, right? So what do I got to do? I got to understand this, that I can't do nothing about this and neither can you. But I can do this. I can understand this. Care, stress, timing, worry are all weapons of the enemy. Look at this thing here, right? Pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave him there for he always tenderly cares for you. Look what it says here, right? In verse 8, look at verse 8. But be well balanced and always alert because you got an enemy. He roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. But look what it says in verse 9. Look at this thing, man. It says, take what? Take a divisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know what? Everybody's going through the same thing. Everybody's going through the same thing, man. Just why? Well, it don't look like you go through nothing, Pastor Chris. I'm just handling it maybe a little better than you are. That's it, man. That's all. And you're handling it better than me. You ever see me in traffic? Trust me, you're all handling it better than me, bro. And Pastor Liz has really been getting on me. She's like, honey, honey, don't, talk, don't say that about the people. I'm like, baby, baby, they can't hear me. Leave me alone. Stop. What you mean? Oh, my God in heaven. Right? You know what I'm saying? 
Like, right? Hey, guess what? Maybe you're handling a little bit better. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. I don't know. But guess what? Praise be to God. It ain't going nowhere. So now I got to understand, worry is not going to leave you until you go to heaven. Stress is not going to leave you until you go to heaven. Anxiety, all this stuff, all these circumstances ain't going to leave. If you want to go, go get, go buy like five acres in the middle of the woods, go out there by yourself and stay there by yourself. And then you're going to realize after you've been out there six months by yourself, you still got problems. <laughs> so just because you ain't going to change it. You might as well learn how to what? Press through it and live through it. So here's what we got to understand what? These things are enemies. This is a big, I want you to understand this. You have to understand that they're enemies of the enemy trying to come against you to get you to compromise areas of your life that I don't want you to compromise. So what do I got to do? I got to start learning how to build some safeguards to change my life. How about you? Amen? Right? Look at this. Look at Matthew 6, 27. Look at Matthew 6, 27. I'm going to give you a couple of things. We're going to read them right here. And Matthew 6, 27, I think we're just going to continue on where we were. And I want you to see this because I think it's important. And guys, this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to freak out. It's in the passion. It's great. Don't freak out. We all got it, right? Where did this thing come from? They're imaginary, but they're, 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 they're carrying something. We get these stresses. We get these worries. But your heavenly father, he knows what you have need of. And he's got you. And even though it doesn't look like it's working out, it's working out. Have you ever had one of those miracle moments where it's like, it don't look like it's working out, and then all of a sudden it worked out? Remember when you were a kid, you had a jack-in-the-box? I'm dating myself now. People don't even know what these things are. But I remember being a kid, right? I remember, I don't know, we had a jack-in-the-box. You know, it's like, I just remember that thing. I was thinking that spiritually. Like, you have the jack-in-the-box, you know, and you press the thing down, and you ba-ding, ba-ding. Ding, 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 ding. And then you like you were anticipating as a kid, like yeah. you're like, he's coming out, it's gonna happen. You're like, ding, ding, ah, and popped out. I always think about me being the jack in the box with God. Yes, wow. that's good. I'm waiting, God. I'm waiting, God. When's he gonna pop out? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, God, ba-ding, 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 ding, ding. ding. Bam, there it is. Oh, praise God. We're out of that one. Praise the Lord. What's the next goal we have to accomplish? Amen. Waiting on God is not wasting time, but you got to wait right. Look what it says right here. Matthew's going to So which one of you by worrying is going to add anything to your life? Come on. Nobody, right? He said this. And why? Look at this. 28. And why in the world would you worry about clothes and this and that? Don't you look at the flowers and see how awesome they are? God put them together. He's going to put you together too. Amen. So here's what we got to do. Three things we got to do to stop ourselves with this place of worry is this. Number one, you got to what? You got to refuse to worry. Write it down. You got to refuse this thing. You got to forget about it. And you got to get rid of it. You got to forsake it, let's say. Let's go there. Let's say forsake it first. Look at Matthew 6.31. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Let's forsake our worries. Matthew 6.31. So what? Forsake your worries. What's that mean? So then forsake your worries. Why, what? Why would you say, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? Needs, necessities, stuff you got to go with, right? I'm going to eat good. Everybody say, I'm going to eat good. Come on. I'm going to what? I'm going I'm I'm to eat the good of land. I'm going to drink good. You're going to dress good. You're going to be all right. God's got you. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, God's got you. God. Tap your other neighbor and say, God's got you too. Come on, God's got you. God's got you. Look at the neighbor back. He said, God's got you too. Look at the people on the back row saying, God's got you. Come on. You try to slip in church late, but God still got you, you late goer. Come on. <laughs> they weren't late. They were on time. Stop, stop. They're not late. Cut it out. 
You know what I'm saying? Somebody was late, though, probably. No, right? Come on. Right. Refuse to worry. How many of you got to refuse it because it's showing up? Well, how do I refuse it? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to learn how to cast your care. Right? Can we read that? Cast your care. Now, how many are you good? How many of you are really good at fishing? Because every time you cast it, you reel it back in. <laughs> you got to stop reeling it back in. Leave it there. So this is what I said. Can I borrow your pad? I'm not going to say nothing real dynamic in the next five minutes, but I'll give it back. All right? So some of you might have to go like this. All right, this is my care. This thing's a care, and, and, I, and I, can't, I, can't, I can't keep carrying this junk. So here's what I'm going to do. I got a problem. So somebody give me a problem. Some, some, just give me a problem. Somebody just yell it out. Money. money. Okay? So I'm going to go, I'm done worrying about money. Because he said he's going to meet all my needs according to riches and glory. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to go home, get a pen and paper, and write money on it. Rip it out of the book, and then just take it and go put it in the box. And go, that's yours, God. And every day when you go to work and money tries to come, go think about that box. Now, I left that with God. I ain't carrying it. Thank you, Jesus. You got it. And that's the end of it. Come on. Refuse to. How many got another one? Give me another thing. Health. Health and what? Bad people, right? Thoughts. I forgive. Amen. Right? Health. Yes. Put it in a box. Man, I'm gonna feel oh, I feel it. Oh, nope, nope. I'm gonna go back. I'm yes. give it to God. Right. Stop going. Because it tries to keep coming in yet. You need a point of contact, maybe to go, I left that in the box. Yep. Write it down, money, help, forgive, whatever that is, and go rip it out and put it in a box and go, here you go, God. That's your that's yours. And that's it. I'm going. Now watch this. You don't think all week long payroll is that money, bills, rents, lights, this, work, gas, go to pump $23 a gallon. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're passing out. You're like, oh, God, somebody, somebody help me, right? You stack. Now, how many of you all want to ride a bike from now on, right? Praise be to God. Like, oh, God, thank God for the bike, right? You're a bicycle, right, man, right? What? And you're going to go, what? I'm not, no, I got to go back. To the play, I'm refusing to worry because I'm not going to let worry in anymore. Why? Because I'm not worrying about it. I got a heavenly Father who's concerned about me. I cast my care on Him, and what good is worrying going to do for me? I ain't got. Some of you are chronic, constant complainers. You need to stop. Come on, listen. You want to know why you're chronically complaining? Because you're a worrier. You mean Pastor Liz went somewhere and um, the lady was real. They thought she was. I'm going to shut up. She was supposed to be smart. Right? Okay. So, 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 she said a lot of nice things. She was cool. She was cool. Then you don't know where I was. So don't worry about it. Okay. And if you think you know where I was, it wasn't there. All right. So, one thing she said that was kind of cute, I laughed. She said, well, you know, frustration is just a form of anger. And we know that. Right. You know what I mean? When you get frustrated, it's really a form of anger. So, how many of you know Pastor Liz might have got a little frustrated? I was getting frustrated, so we kept all week along. We were playing around. A couple of times we played around. I said, well, you know, frustration is a place of anger. <laughs> Don't get angry. But I actually think we get hangry, you know what I mean? Because we were hungry, and it turns into anger. Yeah. Eat a donut like the squirrel, and everything will be all right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just be like a squirrel. We should get a shirt. Be like the squirrel. Eat a donut. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Are you getting me? Right? We get frustrated. Don't we get frustrated? Don't we, get, don't we get angry because we're getting frustrated, timing, all this stuff, this stuff, worry, fear, God, when, God, why, God, why me, God, what, God? Refuse to worry. Just refuse it. 
Write it on a piece of paper, throw it in a waste paper basket. I don't know what you got to do, but find a point of contact where you go, I'm not worrying no more about this. I'm done. I'm not staying up figuring out. God's got it, right? Number two, here's what it is. You're going to have to make sure you do this. Not only are you going to have to forsake it, you're going to have to resist it. You're going to have to refuse it, okay? So let's say I'm forsaking it, and I'm, for, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to what? I am going to refuse it. Let's use refuse, because then I'll give resist last. I got them all messed up. Forsake, refuse, and resist. Because when he said here, Matthew 6.34, look at this. He said refuse to worry about it. Matthew 6.34, check this out. This is good stuff, man. Come on, right? I got I to gotta forsake it, right? Now, they're all fancy ways to just say get rid of it. You know what I mean? Whether you got to write it, throw it away, whether you got to stop it, stop letting it come out of your mouth, that's a big one. Yeah. Don't let worry come out of your mouth because it's looking to have a voice. Right. Where are we going to get the money? Right. right? You ever do that one? Don't. How's this going to work out? Oh, my God, now what? Blah! Wow. <laughs> freak out. You ever have a freakazoid moment? You're just freaking out? Yes. You know what I'm saying? You ain't even got no governor no more on your mouth. <laughs> You're just spitting all the unbelief you can get out of your mouth like a, like a machine gun. <laughs> Screaming and freaking out. No, chill, calm down. You ever have one of the people in the house go off like that and the other one's still sane? <laughs> come on, you're, you're, come, you're all lying, church. It's so bad. You know what I'm saying? You go to work and you know the one guy's having a bad day. He like, he like blew the whole month in one hour. It's like, blah, blah, blah. You ever been the same one while everybody else is going crazy around you and you know they should not be saying what they're saying and while they're saying it and freaking out, you're like, oh, God, that's a negative confession. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Your meter's going off on you. It's like, oh, Jesus, we shouldn't be saying, oh, God, thank you for mercy, blood, the blood, the blood, Jesus, I bind the devil. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why? Because you're just having that freak out moment. Because your worry got to a point, a pinnacle where you couldn't hold it in anymore and you just explode. What do you got to do? Look what it says up there, what you should do. Read it. Refuse to worry about tomorrow. Why? But deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Come on. Come on. What are you going to do about tomorrow? Ain't nobody ever found tomorrow. Tomorrow is unfindable. It's on no one's radar because once it shows up, it is today. Did you get it? Just take care of today. You ever freak out about you ever freak out about what could happen? Oh, y'all lying. Church, cut it out. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, why we gotta go on this trip and see your family? You know they're all crazy. By the time we get there, Uncle Joe's gonna be drunk. Aunt Mary's gonna blow up. I don't wanna go. Christmas at the lake or whatever they want to talk about. Beach Lake. I hate you. You 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 didn't even get there, you're miserable. Y'all lying church. You should all repent before you leave the building. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't want to go to the five-year-old birthday party. You're complaining all the way there. Worried about what's going to go. Worried about how time is going to be. Worry, worry, worry. I went somewhere the other day. I was totally miserable. Okay? No one knew it. Now I'm trying to figure out where it was. <laughs> I was so miserable. I was like, this is going to take all day and be miserable. You know what it was? It was, it's true, it was going to be, it was totally going to be miserable. I didn't care though. I internally positioned myself to have a great day. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was. Wow. But the outside thing was not fun. Right. Are you getting this? Yes. This stuff's not, not because of what's going on around you. What's going around you is never going to stop. Right. It's that I'm not going to let what's going around me affect me. Right. That's what you're going to do because you're, you're going to be a resistor. And you're going to be a refuser of worry. Look what he said. He said this. Check this out. This is so good. Watch this part right here. He said this. Refuse to worry about it. 
Refuse to worry about tomorrow. I can only deal with what I got today. Don't you think sometimes we overload ourselves because we're worrying about something that we can't even deal with till it shows up? Yeah. Don't premeditate your worry. I've never said that a day in my life, but that's really good. How many of you have premeditated worry? <laughs> How many of you have premeditated anxiety? Business people have it. Once we open this can of work, there is going to be so much drama that comes with this job. But you guys, what do you do? You, it'll stop you from getting up. Don't get premeditated in your worry. Don't get premeditated in your anxiety. Don't get premeditated in your fear. Don't premeditate a problem. Get positioned in what? Peace and know that God's got you. Amen? And the last one is this. You know this one's going to be big. You got to resist it. You got to resist it. You got to resist it, right? Because if you're not careful, you won't resist it, right? This is a big one. You got to make sure you understand this. This is really, really, really big. And I want to give you a scripture. I didn't have time to give to the, it's Psalm 62. I'm going to read five verses and then we're done. Come on, Psalm 62. I want to, I want to find it in um, Psalm 62, verse one, but I really want to find it in the, I think I'm going to find it in the King James, but let me make sure for sure. Um, and I, I don't know, he alone is my, I think I put it in the Amplified is what I think it did. Just to show you, right? But you got to understand this stuff. This is big. He says it so good. He says it so good. He, he, he alone, he alone is my safe place. Look what it says here. It says, I stand silently to listen. Mm. I might actually throw it in a message. I threw, I was just diving in this thing and I really felt like it was life changing. This is how I got it. Whatever it says up there, just go with mine. I don't know. I have, I am, yeah, Psalm 62, one. Yeah, I don't know where I found it in, but it's good. I said, I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me, for God alone can become my savior. Wow, oh my God. That's good. Maybe we should figure out what it is. I don't know, that's what I got. <laughs> is it what? Passion. Is it the passion? Praise be to God, thank you guys. Right? It's the passion. Oh, there it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it in the passion, thank you. Look, look, yeah. Well, the first part of it doesn't read right in the, in the Bible. If it, they take it out for this. I stand silently. Now, this is it. Just wrap it up. We're done. I stand silently to listen. I stand silently to listen for the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for the Lord to rescue me. For God alone has become my Savior. Look at verse 2. He alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me for he is my champion defender there's no risk of failure with god so why would i let worry paralyze me even when troubles are multiplied around me don't let don't let worry paralyze you because you know what worry does worry does you know there's a scripture in ecclesiastes i've been reading lately that says you know if you look at the wind if you look at the if you look at the, the storm of life if you look at the rain you're not going to cast your bread and it says this, and if you look at the clouds, you're not going to reap. Yeah. Worry will paralyze you from going forward. Yeah. Worry will paralyze you from receiving. Worry will paralyze you from a lot of things. Don't allow worry to paralyze you anymore. Yeah. Come on. Don't let it stop you. Stop in your dream. Come on, right? Don't let it stop you from what you think you can do. Don't let it stop you from the dream God gave you. What if it doesn't work? What if I start this business that doesn't work? What if it does? Well, it's not the time. It's not the economy. Who's to say that? Did God give it to you? God had never looked at a good time to do anything. Never. He never checked with me a day in my life when he told me to sow. Hey, is this going to be good for you right now? (laughs) 
No, it's not. It's really most of the time, most of the time he shows up when it's the worst. Like, hey, I think it's a really good idea for you to give more than you've ever given right now. I'm like, uh, you think? Uh, I don't think so. Could we get this in a more easy? You know, no, because it, would, it wouldn't take faith, right? So he's like, no, this, he, has God ever checked in with you? Okay, locate you. Has God ever checked in with you before he's asked you to do something? Thank you for the no show of hands. No, he just asked you to do it in the most inconvenient time because he wants what? He doesn't want you to be inconvenienced, but he's like, hey, it's got to take faith, so you got to do it when it's not convenient. You know what I'm saying? Check it out. Keep reading. Watch this. We're going to read all the way to verse 5. Pop that up there. Let them see that. Paralyzed. Why? Even when troubles are around me. Look at verse 3, 4, and then 5, and we're going to wrap it. But look at all these who want me dead Shouting vicious threats. The moment they discover my weakness, they all begin plotting how to take me down. Right? That's drama. Look right here. First, look. Liars, hypocrites, there are nothing good to say. All their energies are spent on moving what? And pursuing and being a pain is what there are. But watch verse 5. I like this. I'm standing in absolute stillness. He says it again. Silent before the one I love. Waiting for it. See what he said? That's what he started with. He said I'm still waiting. They, it didn't change. Now it's getting worse. These people are raising. He said, now I'm standing silent with the one who loves me, waiting for me to rescue. He wants to rescue me. Only God is my Savior. He will not fail me. Come on, his wraparound presence is going to be there for you. Amen? I'm telling you, you cannot miss it because remember that. So what I got to do? I got to make sure when worry shows up, I what? I resist it. I refuse it. And what do I do? You got to forsake worry. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great today. Come on. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want you to ever miss that worry. Oh, you dropped it. Yeah, I don't want you to ever miss this because it's so important that you always make sure you understand that this ain't going nowhere. This ain't never going to leave you. This isn't going to go. You got to leave the earth for you to leave this thing. Just don't let it creep in. Don't let it slip in. Don't let it get in the way of stopping you where you're going. Amen? Ain't that cool? Glory to God. Well, today, man, come on, lift your hands to heaven. Just thank the Lord for what he's doing. Amen? He's so good. He's so gracious. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. God loves you so much, man. Don't worry. And you know, I just feel like praying for some of you right now. I didn't do this in the morning service, but this service, I really feel it. And then we're going to pray for Mr. Gerald and Miss Normandy. You know what I mean? We're gonna, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But praise be to God. If you're in here today, maybe you've been worried. Maybe you've been carrying worries. Maybe you've been, maybe, you know, worries is sin. It really is. Because I'm not trying to press you, but you know, I mean, it, it really is. Because what it does is this means we're not really trusting God the way we should. So you just got to let him go. We all do it. But let's let these worries go. Let's let these fears go. Let's let these anxieties go. Let's just let all this stuff go. Like, come on, stop. Stop. I'm going to trust God. It ain't easy, but we can work on it. Is that okay? So let's just say this out loud. And then be serious. If you've been carrying these things, just go, let's all just clear it up. Say, Jesus, Jesus thank, you. thank you. I release all my worries. I release all my worries. All my cares. All my frets, everything holding me back. Anxiety, and I trust you. I'm not going to let worry, fear, fret, paralyze me anymore. I'm free from it. And I'm never going to be the same because of who you are and for what you're doing in my life. In Jesus' name. Now stay right there. Pastor Liz is going to pray for you. If you want to get saved, now's the moment. Then I've got to raise a hand just to pray. Yeah, just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're in this place today and you've never allowed God to be your father. Come on. You've never let him be the Lord of your life. Today is your day. Maybe your earthly representation of a father wasn't great. You say, mm. why would I want another father? Yes. 
Because regardless of what man has been or hasn't been yes. to you, there's a heavenly father in heaven who wants to be everything that they were truth. not. And right now, if that's you this morning and you say, I just yes. want to receive him. I want to receive him as my father. Just wave your hand right now and say, that's me this morning. I want to wave him. I want to receive him as my father. Thank you. And I want everyone in this place to open up your mouth and just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. That you gave your life for me. You gave your life for me. Dear God. Dear God. Be my heavenly father. Be my heavenly father. From this day forward. Day forward. Give me your peace. Peace. Give me your comfort. Give me your love. Mm. Forgive me of my sins. Mm. And from this day forward, I receive you. I receive you. As my Lord and as my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, hey, listen, I like just while you guys are standing, just stay with me. You know, we as a church family, you know, um, seasons are great. And, um, you know, we just, Bailey's just left. Matter of fact, she just texted me this morning. Sometimes people, you know, logistically, um, we, we keep you for a season. Then we got to let you go. We don't want to let you go, but sometimes we got to let you go. Um, sometimes your family dynamic and stuff takes place where as a church family, we, you never leave our life, but we got to release you to the next season of yours. Amen. And I like it like this. You know, it breaks your heart, you know, on the inside because you love people. But you know what I'm saying? You know that it's beneficial for them. So the Sears are going to be kind of, they're going to have to be transitioning. They got to transition. And eventually they'll transition to be with their loved ones and be with their family. And that's important, you know, as you kind of, um, as you kind of need people. And um, they are such a blessing to us. And they've been a blessing and they're always going to be a blessing. Amen? Amen. And you guys make sure you guys get their number and... This ain't, this just ain't church like you people go to church. I don't, I ain't in all that, you know, oh, you were with us. No, no, no. You're with us for life. Amen. And if you got a transition on the way to the greater transition, praise be to God, we're family. Amen. So get, make sure you get their number and you make sure you stay in contact with them and you reach out and we're going to lay hands on them and send them out. Bless them out. Amen. Because that's what you do. You bless them to go and be, be in the next season of the journey. So nobody ever leaves your life. You just bless them to go. Amen? So I just want you to stretch your hands to them because they're a blessing. We'll see them again time to time, conference or something. But, amen, I want you guys to pray for them. I'm going to lay hands on them, and we're going to bless them. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you right now for the assignment and the plan you have for them, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for releasing them to the path and the place you have. Father, I thank you, Lord, that as you satisfied them with long life, Father, open supernatural doors and bless them. Father, they are such a blessing to this house. Let every seed they sowed, let every word they've spoken, let every act of grace and mercy they've provided, let it come back to them a thousand times more. Bless them and keep them, empower them, prosper them. And Father, I thank you for their family. Father, thank you, God, for blessing their family and blessing them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you guys make sure before you leave, you say, hey. It's never saying bye. Just say see you later. Amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hey, and don't forget, I'm really, really excited about this week. Catch midweek. I've been talking about these kingdom principles. You guys got to discipline yourself to watch. I know um, it's a little easier with everybody's schedule. I'm not doing midweek in the house and, you know. And coming in the building. And I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But I want you to make sure you're watching. Or at least catching it on the app. 
or something like that. There's some stuff I've been putting in there. Really, it's only like, it's like 50 minutes of teaching right around there, but it's really been good. I watched it last week. I kind of stay on it. They, they kind of watch, you know, you guys, thank God you guys, uh, what do you call that when you uh, watch it? You na- you don't narrate it. You moderate. That's it. Narrate, moderate. They moderate it, and they make sure to communicate with you. How many of you know there's some powerful truth in there? You got to make sure you set a timer, though, because you'll forget about it. I do it, too. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, man, it's Wednesday night. I forget what day of the week it is, but I watch it. If you don't go back, go back and watch it. Make sure you listen. Really, some kingdom principles are going to change your life. Listen, guys, happy Father's Day. Have a great day. Go enjoy somebody. And listen, I'm telling you, go enjoy people, man. Go love on people. People need love, man. Not just your family, not just your fathers, but people need love. This world's needing love, man. It's pressured out there, man. Go love on people. Go show them the love of God. We love you. God bless you. And have a great day. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.